to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. Welcome back to Hashtag Single Podcast. I am your host, Jeanette Bonner. It's June. Happy summer, everybody. Also really excited because it's my birthday month. Uh, It's Gemini season. Any of my Geminis out there, shout out to you. You know that we like to take the entire month to celebrate ourselves. So happy birthday to all of us. I'm very excited to have a little bit of a birthday episode. We'll get into that more later. But also I have a really special guest with me here today. I have a really fabulous company called It's Just Lunch. And VP of Sales Sandra Hatton is here with me to talk about dating, millennial dating, 90s dating, maybe, um, birthdays, and so much more. So thank you so much, Sandra, for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Um, Sandra and I were just, <laughs> we're, we're nerding out a little bit, and we're totally, we probably sound really high and like <laughs> kind of giggly because we're in person, guys. We're actually recording this in person. I'm looking into her eyes as we speak. And if you're wondering why that's weird, um, all of our podcasts in the pandemic were recorded virtually in my home, but without any video. So we weren't doing Zoom or whatever. We were using an audio software that was just um, like voices in my head. So this is the first (laughs) time I'm talking to a human as in like a real conversation. And it's um, it's kind of messing me up a little bit. So it might get weird. Might get weird. (laughs) I'm excited about it. Just, you know, honest to God, it's just like trying to date again. Yeah. We're just there's going to be mannerisms and behaviors that we're going to have to readapt to. Uh, so I'm, I'm here for it. I'm all about it. Well, thank you for having me. I want to just read a quick little bio about your company okay. so some people uh, have some familiarity and know uh, what you guys are about. So here we go. It's Just Lunch is a personalized matchmaking service intended for busy professional singles. Launched in 1991, they arrange quality lunch dates or post-work drinks in relaxed, no-pressure settings. It's Just Lunch found that unlike speed dating or swiping, an entire lunch allows for a more in-depth conversation. And members are then given the rest of the day to think about the experience before agreeing to a future lunch. It's Just Lunch currently has offices in over 110 U.S. cities, as well as cities in Canada, the U.K., Ireland, and Australia. And Sandra Hatton began at the company as a dating specialist, transitioned to training dating specialist, and is now the VP of sales at the company. Anything else you want to throw in there? Um, Did I miss anything? No, it's just, you know, we have... We have our 30th anniversary next month. Same oh, as totally. Same month. So oh it's exciting. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cupcakes for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my 11th year anniversary next month at the company as well. So it's like 
three things in one. So much celebration. (laughs) So much sugar. You guys, Sandra brought me cupcakes, which is really darling. And they're sitting here taunting me. I just want to eat them on my podcast, which would be super unprofessional. (laughs) (laughs) Just like crumbs everywhere. But I can't wait to eat them later. (laughs) So tell me about your personal background, Mm -hmm. how you got started with this Just Lunch, why you chose this particular matchmaking agency to join. Yeah. Um... I didn't choose it over any other matchmaking industry. I think 11 years ago, I don't know if there was other matchmaking services that I mm. knew of. I don't, I don't, I still to this day don't track them that closely. I feel like we're the only one and that's just my mindset. I so, love it. I love it. Um, but I think I might've been one of the very few that went to the website and applied, you know, for a job, which I is love it. Yeah. very odd. No one does that these days, but I was like, oh, let me go directly to their website. I was uh, referred. So I used to work in weight loss. And, oh my gosh, yeah. what a switch. Yeah. So I worked for LA Weight Loss and Jenny Craig and all these companies and I got really bored. I loved it until I, you know, got a little higher up in the company and I was like, this is boring. You I want to do something yep. fun. And I really missed talking to people one-on-one. I've always done like a consultative sort of sale. Um, so I started going back into the beauty and salon industry. I did that in New York for a while. And again, I just got bored. I'm like, I want to make good money doing something that's just really exciting and that, you know, is a challenge. So one of my managers uh, actually told me, you should apply for It's Just Lunch. I used to work there, believe it or not, I think in like the early 2000s or something. And she said she really loved it. And so I looked into it, went to the website, applied. Uh, it was very interesting. I thought I had to be an expert on dating to get the job. Yeah. I didn't, but I thought I did. So I think for me, I decided I'm just going to try every dating app that's out there. And then when I start this job, I'll be an expert. <laughs> Were you single at the time that you yeah, applied? Yeah, I, I was. So I was, so I'm 39 now. Um, so I was 20, 28, I think. So I was like, I'm going to go on all of the apps and all the things. And I did a lot <laughs> For like of research. that. Oh, yeah. I thought I had to. I didn't really have to, but it really did come in handy. I kind of like that you thought you had to do that. Like, yeah. how great to know what the culture yeah. of dating is doing so that you could then service your clients better. Yeah. So it did help in one way, but I think I went overboard. I had this idea I would go on 30 dates in like 30 days. It actually, I did do it, but it was 45 days because oh I couldn't God. cram it in. <laughs> I had exhausting. to do laundry I'm and stuff. That. No. So, um, but it was interesting. And, and I started off you know, in as a dating specialist, basically meeting with people in person um, down on Wall Street. And then I sold all over the United States and UK and Ireland over the phone. So the first two years, I just did interviews and brought on clients. So that was really fun. Is that like your, if not now, was it then the main client base? Sort of like when we say busy professional, mm-hmm. I think the sort of stereotype that we're all thinking in our head, yeah. the prototype, if you will, is sort of like the Wall Street broker who's working 60 hours a week, right? So was that sort of the clientele that, that It's Just Lunch was focused on? We actually take on clients from all different walks of life. Um, obviously, my office was on Wall Street at the time, so there were a lot of people <laughs> yeah, that, makes that sense, yeah. you know, were in finance, but... You know, I did I did a lot of interviews with all kinds of people. I mean, it could have been a CEO or a CFO to a nanny. It could have been really anyone. But anyone who's really busy, professional, of Which any is all of kind us. of industry. You're right. Especially in New York. You should just call it New Yorkers. Yeah. <laughs> it was just anyone. So, um, and all over the country, too, and the world. It's I think that the busy professional model is just people that are really busy and don't either want to take the time to do all the work or they don't have the time 
it could be anyone. So it's not necessarily a certain, how shall I put this nicely, um, uh, income level. We actually don't even ask income. I mean, I think for the most part, our clients have things in common. We can generally say like, you know, well-educated, busy professional. Yeah. But that's not a question that we ask. Um, however, you know, you can kind of guesstimate based sure. on an interview yeah, yeah. with someone. Yeah. I guess I was thinking like people of a certain income level tend to have assistance mm-hmm. and sort of pre apt They would have like their assistance. I think I'm talking about like 80s movies, but <laughs> like have their assistance like set up dates for them. You know yeah. what I mean? So in lieu of having an assistant to yeah. set up your date, you like bring on mm-hmm. a matchmaking agency or a matchmaker. I've talked to several assistants that are calling for their boss to join. But... Oh my God, that's like three levels yeah. away from the human. <laughs> But they actually need to talk to the person, though. <laughs> so that's not going to work. That's really funny yeah. to me. That's like, that's beyond being a busy professional. Yeah. That's like beyond being an unavailable professional. <laughs> because how do you date that person? You, yeah. It's just interesting like that. But it happens. I mean, that's someone who is really, really busy that really wants to meet someone. It just doesn't make it a priority. So Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. how do you date a person who's not going to make it a priority? Like, yeah, I don't Like, know. I don't want to be like, hey, I'll see you in three weeks. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, or, hey, I only communicate through your assistant in order to have a date with you. I find yeah. that so interesting. Yeah. But we digress. <laughs> Anyway, so your whole your company's whole mission and structure mm-hmm. is like in person dating. Yeah. <laughs> How did you guys pivot in the pandemic? I I could be wrong. I think we were the first to pivot. Um, I don't know if any other dating services started doing virtual before us, at least in the matchmaking world, for sure. Uh, we just did. We just had to act really fast. We, you know, we are all about in person dates, and we were not going to change our business model because. You know, you can't go out in person. So that was very scary at first. Like, wait, hold on. Your entire structure. Yeah, what are we going to do? But yes. the good news is that we've already used um, Zoom for meeting our clients face-to-face. So as a company, we're very familiar with Zoom and, like, Got how it. to do that because that's how we meet our clients. So it wasn't that difficult for us to say, we're just going to set people up on Zoom. Okay. You know, so even though it was a quick decision and kind of, a little nerve-wracking, I think, for a lot of people to figure out how to, you know, keep their business successful. We we did it fast, and it was pretty easy. And how um, did how did people respond? Did well, they like it, or was it yeah. like this doesn't work? It, I mean, for the existing clients, it was. Some people decided to just go on hold and wait yeah, if they yeah. weren't comfortable. Other people were really excited about it. Uh, new clients that would call in. I mean, and again, remember, we have 110 offices. So every city Insane. and state is very different. So yeah. we have to really know what was going on in every city and state at a moment's notice to know, can they date in person? Can they not date in person? What are the mandates? Um, so we just, in the beginning, we offered um, complimentary virtual dates for anyone getting started until, you know, the restaurants open in their area that really kept people dating and then they could use their paid for dates later on uh, down the road so that actually got people really excited because it's like you're kind of still getting to meet people for free and then later on when you can actually meet in person you can still meet in person yeah that was like that was nice and did you guys end up pairing people from different cities we did Actually, some of our – well, I can't – I don't know how many, but I do remember there was one right away, I think in April of last year, um, a New Yorker and somebody from Florida met virtually. And they're still together and, like, flew to meet each other during the (gasps) pandemic, by the way. Cute success story. Yeah, right away. So, yeah, I mean, because not everyone was open to it. So to get people, you know, free complimentary dates, it's like, why don't you just meet this person that's 
over here just for fun. It doesn't count as a date. Why not? <laughs> it doesn't count. It's not real life. <laughs> but then it worked. People were still having so much fun and it yeah. actually got them, you know, just feeling like they're still being proactive, which that's, is the point. That's so great. I mean, we literally just talked about this in our last episode. We're like, did the pandemic allow us to open up our world more? Like, yeah. so that instead of saying I only date people in New York because I live here. Yeah. Because it's virtual, could I talk to somebody? I mean, I could match and set my, my filters and my parameters to somebody in London, and mm-hmm. we could have a long-distance um, dating. But, like, does that really work? Because ultimately, you do want to meet. Mm-hmm. You know, just it was just, like, an interesting conversation about the dynamics of that. Yeah. A lot of our clients in general, though, do travel a lot for work. So that's something that's really common. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of them were already dating in many, many cities or multiple cities or, you know, and it's just that's actually a benefit of being a client is that you can date anywhere we have an office. So it wasn't that difficult for some people. They're like, why not? You know, that's very clever. I never thought about that. So you don't have to like keep changing your location filters. You just like are with one company that is <laughs> all over the world. You just let your matchmaker know, like, I think I'm going to go to LA That's in the next rad. couple months. Can you see if there's any matches for me there? I love yeah. that idea. Mm-hmm. So what is the biggest shift that you saw in dating, like, as a whole yeah. in the pandemic? Um, I think people were, and, and even now, like, I'm seeing this, getting a little bit more, believe it or not, serious about it. Mm-hmm. They were really starting to become a little bit more aware of what was really important to them. So it got a little easier, I think, Yeah. Uh, in matching. Because sometimes, you know, when you're busy, 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 and you're like, okay, here's what I want. You just make a list of things. But you don't really have time to sit and reflect after a date or before a date or your last relationship even. Sometimes you just jump right back into dating. Mm-hmm. So I think people had a little bit more time to reflect and really go, okay, let me just narrow this down and, and get specific and really think about what's important. So I think we're still seeing that, which is good. Yeah. Um, but now there's more people dating. Yeah. So it's good. There were definitely – were there There were people that, like, said, I'm taking a pause. I'll come back. Yeah, we had uh, – I don't know what the percentage is. I wish – I probably should have put that in my notes somewhere. But we definitely had a, a, a certain percentage of clients that took a pause, um, went on hold. You know, I don't know if I want to do virtual. I don't know if I want to meet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I want to do yet. Let's just see what, what happens. Um, and then they'd come back and be a little bit more reflective. And a lot of people were on hold for the whole summer – you know? Of 2020? Of 2020. Yeah. 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 Are there people that like took the entire pandemic off and are just rejoining? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, the people that weren't probably comfortable dating virtually. Right. Especially. Yeah. Or, you know, even when their restaurant started reopening, still weren't necessarily leaving their house. Right. So right. They were like, That's I'm true. not ready. You know? It's, it's just been really fascinating to me to talk to people about everyone's particulars, uh-huh. <laughs> like what people are comfortable with, people's boundaries, yeah. like whether this was a time to increase your dating. Like some people, there was like, there was increased loneliness. Yeah. So there was more swiping, but less dating. Yeah. Or there was like less swiping because people were like, no one's being serious, so I'm not going to play <laughs> yeah. this dumb game. Yeah, it's just been, you know, it's just so fascinating to me that how how different the whole thing has yeah. gone for people. It's really strange because some of the people you would think would be out there were like not dating at all. Um, you know, like we had a lot of older men and women that were dating virtually that 
I'm surprised they they you know they wanted to do that but a lot of I will just say in general people felt more comfortable with doing a zoom first because it was like less wasted time because then you can you know see that person really get to there's no filter on zoom right get to know them and then decide do I want to meet this person so it actually was more time efficient <laughs> I I love it I keep yeah. saying I was like this you know what I'm going to take going forward, I would like to. It's just like to implement the FaceTime date. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, it's a really nice screening process. I didn't Mm -hmm. waste two hours of my night. I didn't go drink a a glass of wine that I actually didn't really want, but just drank to feel less uncomfortable, you know. Um, You, like, don't really have to get super dressed. Yeah. Like, like make sure you have, like, some lipstick on, but, like, eh, you know, I, I I didn't go... So that you're getting full Jeanette today. Yeah. I did not do this for my dates. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think most people had sweatpants on for the yeah. or leggings. No, or I was telling someone that I like did a space time date with this guy and he fully answered like prone in his bed, like was holding the phone above his head. Oh no. And I think he was in his pajamas. <laughs> and his first comment was like, Oh, you look so good. I'm sorry. And I was just like, Exactly. Like, why didn't <laughs> Yeah, like, come on, buddy. Why don't you just get out of bed? Why don't you just sit up? Yeah. <laughs> I don't so know. Funny. Did you end up getting like new clients in the pandemic? A lot. Really? I think the loneliness, the people that were, and especially those that were single for a long time, but didn't really have the time to take it, that were forced to, I mean, I don't want to say men or women, but you know, there were a lot of people that just were like, wait, I don't, I don't cook for myself. I don't go, I usually go out to a restaurant and meet people and meet my friends and now I'm at home. So we got a lot of new clients. Amazing. I didn't really see, it wasn't a difference in like a huge difference in the amount of people joining. It might've been a little bit, you know, of the people that were on hold and not dating, but we still got a lot of new clients throughout the whole pandemic. That's interesting Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. But I I think, like you said, going back to like, based on the conversations I've had in the past year, I do think because people were face to grapple with their loneliness Mm -hmm. and there was a lot more time to really just not be distracted by your life but to Mm -hmm. really sit and evaluate okay here I am at in my life what is it I'm doing what is it I want with my life what is my future let me not just do things just to like entertain myself or distract myself but let me get serious about how to move forward and How do I make those steps happen? So I can see why people might reach out to a matchmaking mm-hmm. agency for that assistance. Yeah. The virtual thing really, I think, was a huge help with that. But, you know, it's funny because a lot of people that called in didn't even ask, like, how how are we supposed to date right now? They just, <laughs> they're like, help. Just, just like, help get me. us on dates. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, like, so what's, you said, I was going to ask, like, what's the future model? Were you going to do some kind of, like, hybrid model going forward? Or do you think you're 100% going back to the original? Um, we've been back face-to-face uh, for a while. So 100%? I think, yeah. Okay. Well, we still offer it as an option, as a, an actual date right now, currently. Yeah. Um, for those people that aren't quite ready or, you know, for whatever reason, you know. And there are still some that are not ready to date in person. Um, I think every office right now is is completely open. Um, I think there was, like, maybe, who even knows, like, somewhere in Canada wasn't. Um, But, you know, we are, if somebody's really adamant that they want that. The problem is that not everybody's virtually dating right now, so it's really hard if you want to date virtually to set you up with anyone if they don't want to date virtually and they want to meet in person. Yeah. But it's there as an option as a date should someone want it. Got it. Yeah. But I don't know how long we'll do that, to be honest. Uh, It feels like most clients are 
getting back in person, that percentage she keeps shrinking down to those that want to meet virtually. Right. And well, and there's other, first of all, you can set up your own virtual date, I guess, without the help of a matchmaker mm-hmm. um, or a matchmaking agency. So, you know, like you guys need to do what you do best, you yeah. know, which is what you've been doing for the past 30 years. Yeah. Which is the point is like get in front of someone. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't have to be long. I mean, the whole point is like it's a low pressure. So especially now people just meet for a drink or even like a weekend brunch. Now necessarily the whole meal but you know something fast an hour like that's where you know if there's chemistry if you're sitting in front of someone so yeah. we want to get right back back to that, to that as quickly yeah. as possible so speaking of adaptation and change <laughs> uh it's just lunch has been in business since 1991 30 years ago now I obviously wasn't dating in 1991. I was 11, so I had uh, literally just gotten my period. But since it's my birthday month, Sandra and I thought it would be fun to have a little throwback episode of Hashtag Single to talk about dating in the 90s, (laughs) which is so – it's just so crazy to think that there was, like, a matchmaking agency around 30 years ago, and you're, like, still going strong. Like, I think that's so great. So talk to me about – obviously, you weren't around either, but you probably know a little bit about the foundation of the company – yeah. Talk to me about what dating looked like in 1991 when the company first launched. Gosh, it's so funny. I just watched the, a really old advertisement. Uh, it just launched, you know, I don't know if it was a commercial or what it was like. A, I think it was a commercial. So funny to me because the outfits. Like, Corny as hell, Showing right? up yes. in a suit on a lunch, you know, on her lunch hour, which even now I'm thinking 10 years ago, I don't know if anybody ever really left for lunch. Lisa, not in New York. Oh, yeah. Like, who got a lunch break? I don't know. But, um, you know, the idea and the whole uh, what we do hasn't really changed that much. The only thing I could really say that's changed between our process, who we are, our mission, our values, is the fact that we've changed our membership a little bit. Back then, we didn't show photos. We actually didn't start showing no. photos until 2014. Whoa, so, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Oh, that's major. Yeah. They were blind dates? Well, kind of. So... I, and I, when I used to sell this membership, I, I, I we didn't show photos, so I sold it oh essentially God. without I'm like a photo. Horrified at the thought of that. But here's the good news. So, and this is like still an important reason why people join with us because you know when your friend is setting you up, they're describing this person to you in a way that you can't read on paper. Okay. Right? Yeah. So back in the '90s, you know, you were talking to your matchmaker. And they were describing that person to you in a way that you couldn't read on paper. Anything from, like, mannerisms to personality to, like, oh, his eyes, his hair, his real height. Because we did meet our clients in person. So you weren't just looking at a photo and describing. Totally. actually meeting that client in person in an office and then seeing them, checking their height. You know, all those little things that you were describing it very accurately. And then people would get excited about the qualities and characteristics and the things that are important rather than just the, you know, the, the visual. So that really is the only thing that has changed. But when we call, you know, now a client up to present a match, they do see a profile, but we're going to still call and say, here's why we're choosing this person for you. You know, let me tell you all about them. And then we can draw upon even date feedback. So we get to know our clients. So the photo is there and you can say yes or no to the photo, but we're still going to have a conversation with you about it. So you may I think that's a huge shift, specifically <laughs> because, you know, like what we talk about on the podcast a lot mm-hmm. is how our social media culture mm-hmm. has sort of imbued us with this instinct 
this quick judgment instinct. Yes. Like you have like what three seconds to spend on a post and you like it or you comment on it or you move on mm-hmm. and, and that is sort of infiltrated our dating mindset. Yes. And it's it's a it's a quick judgment. And mm-hmm. a lot of that, so much of it, I want to say like like ninety eight percent of that is is an immediate assessment based on the what you're receiving in photos. Mm-hmm. Physicality, attractiveness level. Yeah. And certainly the male guests I've had on the on the podcast are always talking about like like that's their num- numero uno. Mm-hmm. And then they look for the attributes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a huge shift when you talk about dating culture. Yeah. I, you know, knowing that when I was a dating specialist, um, I felt like it, I don't want to say it worked better, but it, I really liked it because there was so much trust, mm-hmm. you know, with your matchmaker, mm-hmm. which was so great because you would say, listen, just trust me. You want to meet this person. And the truth is you were, you you got to know the other person. You were describing someone real. And there was so much success. I mean, the, all the marriages that I have under my belt were all essentially a blind date. But I knew they'd be attracted to each other. You know, I just knew. I was like, oh, they're going to like each other so much. So even now, I think with the way that people take no time on an app to swipe left or right, if that app could talk back to me and be like, wait, stop, don't listen, you know. <laughs> You're making a huge mistake. Yeah, like, <laughs> let me tell you why you should meet this person. Plus, a lot of men and women do not take great photos or they don't know how to put their profile together. Oh, God. And I've met so many people in person. And I'm like, oh, man, like, you're really attractive. Your profile does not showcase you well at all. We always say that, like, <laughs> why don't men just show their profile to, like, a female best friend yes. or a sister? Like, please do the world a service. Yes. Show it to another woman before you make it public. But then men are always going to be visual. So even, like, when it came to blind dating, we would still really describe, you know, the physical attributes. <laughs> but how big are her boobs? <laughs> well, the, the things that they ask are insane, but yeah. I love that she's based, she's like super religious, but how big are her boobs? They would always say like, you know, curvy. You know what that means, right? Curvy, curvy. You know what that means? Yeah, I know what that means. <laughs> wow. Very but, subtle. Very yeah, subtle. Yeah, no, but it's 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 fine. I mean, we know that. That's, you know, that's important. So what, what was the shift? Like what happened... Like, what happened in 2014 that someone was like, no, we need to change the company a little bit? I think we've always done little things to improve and enhance. I don't like to say improve because I feel like everything has always worked. But I think Mm. enhance is a better word. Yeah, it is. (laughs) To enhance it, um, you know, just to create a better experience because um, we, you know, we don't, we want our clients to be happy. You know, you don't want to go out on a date and say, gosh, like, especially if you're getting feedback, well, that's just not what I'm attracted to. That's just not what I'm attracted to. Or it was a really great person. You have everything, you know, what I'm looking for in terms of qualities, but I just wasn't really attracted. So, you know, it was just something we could do to enhance that experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not for nothing. That's like a hundred percent true. Like, like there's this, I, my ex, I was not initially physically attracted to him. In fact, I thought like he was, uh, he was a self-described hippie. Okay. Um, and which is not my type. And, um, like when I saw him, I literally was like, rolled my eyes was like, you know, okay, bud, you know, (laughs) but he, um, won me over with his personality mm-hmm. and his charisma. So I know that that is possible. Yeah. I've also been on a date where like, and I'm sure you've been in this situation too, you're yeah. like 30 seconds in, you're like, it's not there for me. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to kiss this person. Mm-hmm. And if I don't want to kiss them, we're going to be friends. Yeah. And that's like, that's my big issue. It's like, I have great conversations with people and I people, my girlfriends always ask me how it went. And I'm like, I just didn't want to get naked with that person. Yeah. It's really that simple. I just wasn't – if I don't want to take my clothes off, yeah. if I don't want to kiss them, then, like, it's it's a friendship. It yeah. Was an, it was a lovely dinner. I'm good. Chemistry you know? is really hard to gauge. 
in a photo. So you have to know those little extra things. I think you have to be excited to meet someone, and that's really what it comes down to. Right, like, really right. excited to meet them already before the date. Somehow, however, you can figure out that excitement, whether you talk on the phone or you're doing a FaceTime or your matchmaker is saying, here's why you should meet this person. Yeah, I love, the, I love the idea that you're like pitching people. Like, yeah. I would love for you. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to pitch me to people. Yeah. You'd be like, yo, Jeanette is amazing. She's hilarious. She's yeah. so adorable. I'm already thinking about how I would pitch you right right now. <laughs> Please pitch me around. <laughs> um, but, you know, this got me thinking. And yeah. I was like, you know, I don't think it's as simple as like um, – just going from like analog to virtual or like what we were talking about, mm-hmm. this sort of influence of social media, because the way we communicate is entirely different from 19, mm-hmm. the 1990s. I mean, like, first of all, did you have like a like a messaging service or like an answering service? I was thinking about this and I'm like, gosh, you know, I would sit by the phone or like be sitting next to my sister who was two years older and say, can you get off the phone? Someone's going to call in for me. I yeah. know that this boy is going to call me and you're on the phone. And I would feel like she would just ignore the call waiting. You're like, you know? you're ruining my life. Yeah. So yeah, I had a, a voicemail. I don't remember ever, uh, and I'm really trying to think about this, like any other way of communicating with anyone until AOL chat came out. Um, and then when AOL chat came out, I guess that was the first introduction to like, dating or online rooms. But even that was weird because you had to so log weird. in at the same time. So weird. You, so like, <gasps> you have to like on. make a date to be online. Yeah. Or, yeah, or people, you just put it up, your like away message and then like just casually stroll by the yeah. computer to see if someone had messaged you. Yeah. <laughs> but I think about this like in terms of dating. I think we talked about this on a previous episode. Like what that means is mm-hmm. that our patience has been completely eliminated. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like currently in the sort of texting situation with somebody right now. And first four days was just like a fire, fire, fire. And then he disappeared on me, yeah. you know, and you're just like – it's torture, but your your logical, awesome, badass self is trying to tell yourself that you're being ridiculous because your life is not worth upholding for someone to like, who you don't even really know, like maybe get back to you, you know? And I'm like, God, it's so stressful trying to analyze whether a person likes you based on how quickly they get back to you. It's mm-hmm. really like total mindfuck, total mindfuck. I'm so sorry. We've all But we are there. all doing it. We're yeah. all doing it. It's what we talk about constantly. Yeah. Our ability to just call someone, leave a voicemail, go about our day, and then maybe come back three hours later mm-hmm. and be like, oh, cool, I have a date. Totally gone. I'm trying to think of that movie Singles that was in the 90s. Oh, Good and he reference. Would keep checking the voicemail. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he left like twenty. Hey, what's up? Uh, sorry, just called you. But yeah. um, <laughs> hey, sorry about my last one. Um, just ignore that one. <laughs> that's like yeah, classic, classic. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, I I think that you know that's the point. Meet in person right away. Don't get even get into the text thing. Just don't even get into it. Yeah. Just start with a phone call. Someone texts you, be like, hey, when can you talk? Just got your Theoretically. text. When are you free to chat? But also, you know, there's so much nuance to it now because I have had guys say that to me. Mm -hmm. My friend Grace, who's also a dating coach, she says, I don't want to give a guy my number Uh, and I don't want to meet a guy in person until I know I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. So if a guy's just like, hey, what's up? Hey, how are you? How's your day? Let's meet. Uh, not ready yet. Yeah. I don't know. You're not a psychopath. I don't, you know, I don't know. You're not going to send me a dick pic out of fucking nowhere, which has (laughs) happened too, you know? So, um, 
there is there is some like some nuance to it yeah. that you have to navigate. I think a phone call is a great start because then you can decide. Yeah, you know a lot by but someone's again, voice. Too. I'm not. I'm sometimes I'm not always 100 percent ready to give someone my number. Yeah, I do like like in Hinge you can do a video call within the app. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I didn't know that. So that feels really safe. Yeah. Um, but I have yeah eliminated giving people my number until yeah. until. I've like sussed them out. You have to somehow because otherwise you're not going to be excited for the date. That's why a lot of people don't that go too. on dates because they're just like, I'm not excited to meet that person. Right. You're just like, we just started talking and like then they just asked me out and you're like, um, I guess. <laughs> I'm not doing anything else. Um, what else was I thinking? Uh, oh, 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 hello. Instagram. Yeah, right. So similar to sort of what you were talking about. Okay. So... You used to, let's say we have like A and B and you want to put them together, right? Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk pre-2014 so we don't have any photos, right? right? So you're setting me up with this person. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know anything except what you've given me, right? Like you said, that takes a lot of trust. Yeah. Now people do Instagram stalking, mm-hmm. LinkedIn stalking. Sure. A lot of my girlfriends are saying like even before the date, but sometimes after mm-hmm. the first date, you come home, mm-hmm. you try to find out if that person's job is what it says on LinkedIn. Sure. You check their Instagram photos, see if there's any hot ladies in the photos. Or anything you know. weird, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely gone on dates with people, come back and like legit found out that he was in a relationship on oh, Facebook. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, um, and that's considered uh, – kind of pro-feminist like mm-hmm. the, like we're not dumb yeah we're not done women anymore and we right. come home and we do our research mm-hmm. um so i don't know that's just like so interesting to me that that's part of our culture this like stalking yeah culture this research of it we don't give out last names phone numbers places of business or anything like that so we won't give you enough information where you would be able to hopefully google someone like, we'd have to give you a pretty good description. You'd have to, like, know that person to be like, I know him because it'd be such I'm, a – I'm pretty good at it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I am too. Trust me. We all I are. am very – Modern women, man. Very good. Very good. Um, but I, I feel like that's another reason why people come to us, the confidentiality. Because you really – we're already doing this screening for our clients – so you shouldn't have to worry about that stuff anyway. You know, remember we meet them, we check their ID Good and point. all that Good stuff. Good point. So that stuff should, especially like, do they have a job? Like, you know, are they married? We already know that stuff. Right, right, right. But yeah, I agree. That's necessary on an app. I believe that's necessary for an app. It's not necessary for a matchmaking service. Right, right. Yeah. No, I was just thinking like, <laughs> thinking about how vastly different mm-hmm. dating was in the 90s. But then you knew – but when you met someone in the 90s, you probably knew someone that they knew. Like you met people through people you knew or like you went to that same venue or you – you know, you're like, oh, look at that guy over there. And you would ask somebody, do you know him? Do you know him? Right. Like that was you different. You would do that. So, I mean, I guess I grew up in Seattle. So it was – you know, dated in the Seattle 90s. I was, like, so young in high school. Oh, my God. That's, like, a whole vibe. It was very, very <laughs> fun. So everyone met at a venue or a club. Yes. Everyone did. And yes. it was a small town, big city. So everyone knew everyone. So I just don't ever remember having to research anything. You could find out like that by asking somebody right. a question. And then you also knew automatically what kind of music they were into. So mm-hmm. if you really wanted to, like, the 90s version of Instagram stalking, you would just, like, go back to the same concert and, like, right. casually pretend to bump into them. Over yeah. and over again. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like I definitely probably honed my beginner instincts for stalking in the 90s. (laughs) Um, You know, you're just sort of like, oh, what's their sports practice schedule? Or like, what days do they like to go to the pool with their mom? Did you grow up here in New York? I grew up in New Jersey. In New Jersey, That's about an hour outside. Yeah. Um, So very, felt very standard suburban American teenagehood. Um, (laughs) You know, even though we were this close to New York, like we didn't start coming into the go out in the city until Mm -hmm. college, I would say, for sure. Yeah. That's so fun. I'm always just really curious, like how, as millennials, like we're Mm -hmm. this really interesting generation that straddles these two universes. Mm -hmm. I always say we're the last generation that like knows how to use a rotary phone, but can Mm -hmm. also build a website, if you think about that. Like, Mm -hmm. the generation after us is only in the computer world, right? And you can usually tell if you go to a restaurant how old people are based on whether their phone is away or if it's on the table. Mm -hmm. Because having grown up without the phone, we're comfortable and confident of being in the moment. And I always think about how much should that influence me as a single woman, as an adult woman, as an independent woman today, and also how much more anxious will generations after us Mm -hmm. become in trying to meet new people. Mm -hmm. It's really depressing when you see somebody like on the phone on a date and you're like, is this their first date, their third date? Why is their phone The two of them not talking both on the phone? Doesn't it drive you crazy? It's really, really bad. I see that and I'm like, I'm so glad I'm single. Mm-hmm. If I if that's the alternative, I would rather be single the rest of my life, <laughs> honest to God. It's true because we just didn't have any distractions. There was nothing to distract you. But maybe people who are just like don't know how to make conversation. Like that's my fear. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like, uh, I don't know. Let's, let's... I just sent you something from across the table. <laughs> just, yeah. Tell me, yeah, if you think it's funny. Um, I have an idea. I thought we would f- uh, play a fun game. Okay. Okay. Um, I hope it's not trivia. I'm really bad at trivia. It's not trivia. Okay. Whew. It's a very silly game called Dating in 2020 or Dating in 2000. Ooh, okay. So I'm going to read you a stat, and okay. you have to tell me if the stat is from 2020 or 2000. Ooh, okay. This sounds fun. All right. From a survey of 1,000 women, 48% of women responded that they want men who are romantic. Hmm. Gosh. I'm going to say that's 2,000. 2020. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, honestly, that probably probably hasn't changed. I don't think it has. I mean, who knows? Maybe. Yeah. I think. Romance. Depends on your sign. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Depends on your sign if you want romance. Single men are more likely than single women to report being single. Yeah. Okay, so single men are more likely to report being single than single women. Yes. So was it cooler to be single in the 2000s or the tw- in 2020, huh? I feel like that's a 2020 as well. It's a 2000 That's stat. so weird. Gosh, <laughs> I, I'm doing honest terrible. Honestly, I think that one hasn't changed either. <laughs> yeah, do we have the stats for today so we can compare? <laughs> right. <laughs> Six percent mm-hmm. of women prefer to ask a man out. I think that would be a two thousand. That's twenty twenty. That's so weird because women, I feel like these days, That's, are definitely. I asking thought that men was low as well. Men out. I mean, that's not. That but you know, hold? here's what I don't know. Like, let's get all scientific about this, mm-hmm. right? This is a survey of a thousand women. Okay. It's not a thousand New York women. Okay. Right. It's probably sampled from. All over America. And we mm-hmm. all know that dating in 
Florida is different than Seattle, mm-hmm. is different than Alabama, is different than New York City. You know what I mean? I so. mean, I feel like uh, I know so many women that ask out men, like on the spot. Yeah. So that's like my entire podcast because very low. <laughs> no one's making any effing moves. So we're just like, I'm tired of this. Yeah. Um, that's a Midwest statistic, I think. I th- right? That's what I was like. <laughs> 38% of singles ages 18 to 29 say they are not currently looking for a romantic partner. Huh. I think that's a 2020. <laughs> I really suck at this I game. I think just go against your instinct, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to go against my instinct because my instinct is thinking about our clients and now I'm it's like, really whoa. It's <laughs> um, All right. Of 2,000 adults surveyed, 52% of women want to see good manners want men to ask a lot of questions. 26% want men to pay for their meal. 17% are fine with being a little drunk. Oh my God. I was like a lot, sorry. (laughs) Basically behavior on a date, behavior on a date. Uh, what was the so we're talking good drinking? manners for drinking. Seventeen <laughs> percent are fine with being a little drunk. <laughs> this is such a funny one. <laughs> Gosh, are people drinking? Let's see. This is twenty. Is this is this pre-COVID or after COVID? Good cue. Well, twenty. Oh, <sighs> and I don't. I like, twenty twenty. The majority of twenty twenty was in a pandemic. So let's assume. Yeah, because uh, I mean that pandemic means, stats. I think that drinking went up in twenty twenty. Like. <laughs> Probably. I think this is a two thousand. <laughs> I don't know how this is possible. I feel like everyone was drinking. Again, like this yeah. is a very unscientific game. I'm just game terrible at because this Because I also didn't even write down. I could look back on it, but I didn't write down where I got this from. <laughs> like, I, I, but I did find an actual survey online. And, That's so um, funny. I thought it'd be fun. 17%. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's a good one. 51% of women choose relationships over careers compared to 61% of men who would do the same. I think that would be a 2020. Yes! Yeah. That one seems pretty yes, solid. Exactly. But I think that's that, that probably hasn't changed that percentage. I feel like that's a very, that's just how we are. Yeah, I mean, but I think 50% of women, like for me that shows progress. Mm-hmm. Like that's not very skewed at all. Like that means half of, half of single women say they would choose their career over relationships. Like I think that's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. That's that's encouraging to me. I just me. don't know if it's changed. I'm so curious to know. Like, was it different in 2000? Right. Like, I would love to see the same survey done yeah. every every 20 years or yeah. so and just see how the stats change. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here's a good one. 37% prefer to date someone who has a house in the suburbs. Hmm. Oh, gosh. I, got, I can't think New York. Wait. There's more. <laughs> 54% do not mind whether a guy owns or rents his home, but only 4% prefer to date someone who still lives with their parents. Oh, gosh. This could be both here. I mean, I don't know if this would change. Um, is this 2000? <laughs> it's 2020. Oh, jeez. I'm just like, why? 4% are okay with you living with... No. No. I don't understand that no, either. No, not okay. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Next question. 47% of all adult Americans, about 95 million people, have been married or in a committed relationship for more than five years. 7% of all adult Americans, about 14 million people, are not married or in a committed relationship and are actively looking for romantic partners. I think this is 2000. Yes. Yeah. Because that's, that's definitely changed. It's gone up or gone down? I the- think... I think more people are single now. Yes. Yeah. 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 And more. Right. Exactly. 
Um, okay, here's a good one. Eighty-four percent of women prefer a romantic proposal over a fancy ring. Oh man, this one's hard. I think this is twenty twenty. Two thousand. Wow. <laughs> I know it seems like it would be a, like a modern stat, right? I think that's so. why I threw that in there. Here's another one. Of nearly fifteen hundred married or engaged men and women surveyed, fifty-seven percent want the photo of the ring shared on Facebook. I think that's 2020. <laughs> yeah. Like, because we didn't have Facebook. I know, it was a little I was like, trick. We did, we did have Facebook, didn't no, we? No, not did, in 2000. When did Facebook start? 2007, I think. Okay. It could have been MySpace, and then I would have said 2000 for sure. 69% <laughs> of women would want to stay home with their children if money was not a problem. Hmm. I don't know if this one would change. Um, I think this is a 2000. It's 2020. Wow. Isn't that high? That's really high. I thought so, too. Yeah. Again, we don't know the sample. Right. But still, I was like, wait, what? I thought, I would think that would have changed in 20 years. Yeah. But then again, like, maybe it was like 90% before, and that's actual progress. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know. That's really high. All right, last one. In a survey of women and girls aged 7 to 21, 46% say marriage is the gold standard of success. This is a 2000. No. No way. That's why I had to share with you. Isn't that awful? Yeah. I'm really curious about these, <laughs> these surveys and where they came from. I know. Sorry. Again, totally I do think that even if, but... you know, no, some of these, it would just be so interesting to know if there is an increase or decrease in some of these that I'm shocked by because I'm very off. <laughs> like my mind's thinking there's no Yeah, way. I know. <laughs> I think because a lot of them are alarming. Like half of, of, of women and girls aged 7 to 21 think marriage is a gold standard of success mm -hmm. in 2020? Again, I do think that this survey might have been done outside of the places right. that we yeah. grew up. There's a lot of things we don't know. Are, are you know, used to seeing around us. Um, but I still believe that's, I mean, we don't, I can just look at the company. We don't get a lot of that young of clients. Typically, our clients are like 30s, 40s. We do have some young, you know, 27, 28, 29. Yeah. But, you know. No, when you're 21, you're in college. You're not looking yeah. to, like, settle down and get yeah. married. I don't, I don't know anyone off the top of my head. I mean, I do have some friends that got married that young or right out of high school, just a few. But, um. No, it's not. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> that makes me quite sad, actually. Yeah. Because I would, I'd like to think that the future generations of young girls are seeing a different model, mm -hmm. especially with, like, women in power, women in politics. Yeah. That, like, we're, we're no longer presenting this narrative of, like, this is the thing that you were socialized to achieve in your life, mm -hmm. the pinnacle yeah. of achievement, becoming a, a, a wife and a mother. Yeah. I'm really surprised by the staying at home rather than working one as that well. That one too, right? You know, all my girlfriends that are married, they work. They yeah. Children. I have a girlfriend who has three children and she works every day. So, and she loves it. Right. And she's with her children all the time too, but she does, she makes it work. You need balance. Yeah. Right. Hmm. I'd be so bored. I don't think I could do that. I it don't is. think there's it's anything wrong with it. I'm just, I'm just surprised by it. Yeah. Especially because like all of my girlfriends I met through work somehow in any kind of job or place. I'm like, if I never would have like been at work, I wouldn't have had this amazing group of girlfriends. Yeah. Right. You can't just hang out on the playground. No. Yeah. <laughs> For 20 years. 
<laughs> Holy cow. It's really hard for women to meet other, you know, girlfriends. So yeah. Like, it's a great place to make your, your friendship circle. Absolutely. Especially here in New York, because everyone's kind of coming from somewhere from the most part. Yeah. You know, so you don't have your core group of friends if you move in. You just have to make them. Is there anything else you wanted to throw in about dating in the 90s or? I was, I took a few notes, but I feel like we, you know, we definitely covered a lot of them. Those people you met in the 90s, you either knew them or knew of them or somebody told you, you know, enough about them. Yeah. That when you went out on that date and hopefully, you know, I don't think people got no-showed back then. I highly doubt they did. But if that happened, like, I'd be surprised. There was no ghosting. Right. Because... You say you're going to be somewhere at 7, you were there at 7, and you would wait around because you can't text each other and say, hey, I'm running 10 minutes late. You just, you, you I'm go. sure people got stood up. I'm sure they did. I don't think it's but as I'm, common. Yes, exactly. If you we know. did, I would guess that it would be less likely. Right? I just can't imagine that because, you know, you just, I'm leaving now. You're on the phone. Great. I'll see you there. And then you'd go. Like, where else? How could you not make it? You know? Right, right. <laughs> you weren't texting to say, sorry. I think that word is really, like, the key point is, mm-hmm. is the, the verifying, which yeah. is really, like, what coming back to, like, what you guys do. I think a lot of us are missing that. And a lot of the reason why we end up having to do Instagram stalking is because we're unable to verify these a, this abundance of strange mm-hmm. strangers, in my case, strange men messaging me. Right. And while it's such an, a, a wonderful gift to have 20 messages from strange men, mm-hmm. it's also like, again, I'm an intelligent modern woman and I have to look out for my safety mm-hmm. and, and be smart about it. It's much nicer if someone is like, oh, I, I know them. I know their family. I know where they live. I know yeah. their kids. I know their yeah. grandmother. Or I've been working with them as a matchmaker for three years and they're like a good person. You know, yeah. like that feels good yeah that's the thing it's the trust <laughs> yeah um there was something else funny she she wrote down was like i was like oh gosh there was no rescue call so now if you're on a bad day and you're like trying to get out of it which i have never done personally but i know friends that are like if i text you this means come I've by and say save the day or you know yep. call me at this time and you know if i answer that means you know I'm out of this day. Yeah, you, you'd have to, like, I'm thinking again of, like, 80s movies where you'd, like, tip the bartender and be like, hey, make the phone ring at the restaurant. Right. And you're like, oh, my God, my mom's in the hospital. I don't know. Something insane. <laughs> to get out of the date. Because otherwise, how, how did you do that? You, you, can't yeah. make a, you, you can't make up some crazy excuse without a phone. <laughs> yeah, literally, you're like, have the bartender call the house phone. So, so in closing, Sandra, is it better to be dating in 2020 or is it was it better to date in the 90s? I think it was better to date in the 90s. Mm. I mean, I think we all miss the 90s. I miss the 90s. Yeah. It was the best era. <laughs> I haven't stopped with the flannels or the scrunchies. Like, I've never ended that. But I think even well, you're d- back in again, so don't dressing worry about it. on a date in the 90s, I think, would have been better, too. More comfortable. That's very true. That's very Leggings true. Leggings were in. They were in. So, you know, you would be way more comfortable. You might even order I love, I, you more guys are food just gonna for have dinner. Like, it's just lunch. 90s edition. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, try it out. See what happens. I mean, I do. I just think it would have been much nicer. But at the end of the day, like, we haven't changed a lot. Like, that was really innovative back then to say, I'm a busy woman, but I'm going to go. Very true. And meet a guy. Very true. On a lunch date. I'm still going to have my work day, but I'm going to still be dating and be proactive at the time. But yeah, um, I don't think that, I don't think a lot has changed with what we do because it's really going to be the same thing. You know, confidential, discreet, fun, easy, no sweat. The whole point is it's just lunch. Yeah. Right. Or it's just a drink. It's just a drink. That's awesome. Well, if people want to work with you, Mm -hmm. how can they find you? So 
next month is our 30th anniversary. And I keep mentioning that, but I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, so we're doing a big promotion next month. So they can just go to the website, Great. which is itsjustlunch.com. Pick the city, submit your information, and then someone really nice and wonderful will call you. Awesome. Well, listen, it has been beyond lovely to be back in the studio <laughs> looking at another human being yeah. in their eyes. Thank you for my cupcakes. You're welcome. Thank you for playing my game and for celebrating my birthday with me. Um, this has been a really fun episode. So thank you so much thank for being you. here. Thank you. I'm sorry. The survey, I didn't do pleasure. so well. I'm going to go home and do some research. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to, you're going to have to do a redo. <laughs> 2000. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this episode and you can think of a wonderful single female friend that would enjoy it as well, please think about passing it along to them. As always, you can follow us over on Instagram at hashtag single pod. Be sure to like uh, this episode, leave a comment below and subscribe. If you are listening on Apple podcasts, that would help us a lot. Happy birthday once more to all of my Gemini friends and we will catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>